Dungeons and Drimbus is rated R for rude language, rough violence, and raunchy humor. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I do declare, here's what happened previously on Dungeons and Dreamers. After completing his quest in the cave to retrieve the soul gems, Gary heads back to Hardy's healing temple. Upon arriving, he finds a commotion, an injured Calvin, and everyone in distress as some strange abomination decimates the temple. Hattrick the troll and the rest of the folk at the temple buy them some time to escape as they ride away on Megan the Stallion. I do declare, Your Honor is back in session. Gary, you race away from Hardy's healing temple, that horrifying beast blazing behind you. Megan the Stallion barrels down the mountainous path as Grizabeth grips you tight. Calvin's body dangles limply as you hold him as closely as possible, a dribble of dried blood running from out of his nose. As you put more and more distance between you and the spire, you swear you can hear the yells echoing in your head. Gary, what the hell was that thing? I have no idea, Christopher. Oh, Calvin, baby, it's going to be okay. Gary, do something, please. Uh, I, uh, I guess he just needs to, to rest. Um, he just, just get him somewhere safe. Maybe some of that tea will help. Yeah, yeah, give him the tea, give him the tea. All right, all right. And she's like, because she's holding on behind you and Calvin's in front of you. So she's kind of like soothing him as best as she can while you're also like racing down the path. And so she tries to pull out the tea and you see it start sloshing around. She's like, Gary, why don't you pull over real quick? Okay. You ride for a couple of minutes to put some distance between you and the spire. And then you pull over. Grizabeth dismounts. You pull Calvin off. Kind of set him down gently on the ground. You see Grizabeth kind of wipes away the dried blood. And uh, she feeds him some of the tea as gently as she can. He seems to be sweating a little bit. And after a couple of minutes, you see his breathing kind of slows down. 
And then slowly he opens his eyes and he goes, Mom, Daddy. I hug him very tight. What happened? Uh, monster came, but Daddy came. Daddy was here for you. You hungry? Yeah. Yeah, here, take a, take a sandwich. I'm going to give him my sandwich with ham and cheese. <laughs> he takes it and he starts nibbling on it. And she goes, oh my God. Calvin, baby, you feeling okay? Yeah. Daddy, you rescue me? Uh, Dad, yeah. Daddy's always gonna be here for you, Calvin. You're like Yargon, Duran, and Jeremiah. Well, I, I'm as short as Yargon. I'm a little shorter than Yargon, actually. But <laughs> yeah. I thought Yargon was big. I. Well, that's the thing, see, right? He's got a he's got a big heart, but. Uh, just like, just like us, we got big hearts, you know, but in actuality, we're, we're kind of very short people. And there's nothing wrong with that, alright? Don't let anybody tell you, just because you were vertically challenged doesn't mean we can't accomplish more. You get the feeling that maybe there were just too many words in that sentence for him to follow the whole thing, and he just goes... <laughs> yeah. Uh, where is everybody else? Um... We're not going to see him anymore. They had to move. Why did they have to move? Is it because of the monster? Right. It's the same reason we have to move. But I thought you defeated the monster like Malachi. No, uh, no, buddy. I just protected you, but I couldn't. I couldn't kill it. Oh. Are we going to help them? If we could find them. Okay. And he keeps eating his sandwich. Grizabeth kind of uh, gives him a kiss on the forehead and then pulls you aside to kind of, like, talk to you without freaking Calvin out. Mm -hmm. Gary, I I've never seen anything like that before. I have Do you no have any idea what that is? Not a clue. It freaked me out. And, and, and God damn it, I'm never going to leave you guys alone again for, like, more than five minutes. Because, holy hell. Are we safe? That thing came out of nowhere. Wait, wait. Are there more of them? What happened exactly? Did it attack you first or? It just kind of showed up. I mean, we, we were all just, just in the temple. Everything was fine. And then the thing, it just showed up. Like, it, I, I don't think we even noticed it until it, it started attacking. Whenever we got close to it, it hurt. It, it, it just, it looked at Calvin and, and he dropped Gary. Just, he didn't even touch him. Calvin was its first target? No, I I, I don't think so. I, he he showed up and, well, uh, Ed went up to him and Ed, Ed was the first to go. But really, anyone who kind of came near it, we, we all felt it. I think we're being followed. You think so? Do you think this is Jessica? If it's Jessica, she's a cruel, cruel son of a bitch. I mean, who would be following us, Gary? Yeah, maybe it's not Jessica, but... You don't think this is Thomas? No. I think it's uh, Jessica's employer. That, that that one was like... That one gets, still gives me shivers. But why... Why would you want you so bad? Maybe because I got proof of Jessica. Maybe. Maybe because... Uh, I know too much. What are we gonna do, Gary? Well, I'm hoping whoever uh, can do this operation can explain what that was, and maybe there's 
some kind of warding spell we can make to, to stop creatures like that from coming near us? I hope so. I don't want Calvin to have to grow up running away from everything. Well, they... I mean, if it... If, it, if we can't stop it, it's gotta be after me, so... Yeah. Don't... Don't even... Gary. Don't even go there. We'll figure this out together, okay? Yeah, we'll figure it out. I think right now we gotta put some more distance between us and, and that that thing. Calvin's probably gonna want to take a rest soon, and honestly, I think you should too. Okay. Um. But one thing where we have to change our names now for sure. Okay. I always thought you looked like an angel to me, so I think your name can be Angel. <laughs> Mr. Mark Vile. Even at the end of the world, you're still charming as ever. <laughs> All right. I could try out... How about Angelina? Angelina. Okay. I think Calvin said he wanted to be uh, Jeremiah. You see Calvin looks up and he goes, Yeah. Remember the name game, Cal? Yeah. You want to be Jeremiah now? Okay, from now on, we're playing this game. It's a long game. Okay. And you're going to be Jeremiah. Okay. Mommy's, mommy's going to be Angelina. Angelina. Okay. Where are you going to be, Daddy? Daddy's going to be Ray G. Globamy. Whoa. That's our last name, the Globamies. Jeremiah Globamy. That's right. Oh, Angelina Globamy. <laughs> you see, the more you say Globamy, uh, it seems like Meg's kind of like bobbing her head and like, Globamy. All right, Ray. Oh my God, I feel like it's naughty. It's like we're doing a little role play. <laughs> All right, Ray, what do you say we, uh, we head on out. You you had enough to eat yet, cow? Yeah, I'm full. He hands her a quarter of a sandwich. Yeah. I don't want to waste that. You want to finish it? or I'll finish it. Yeah, here, here you go. I feel like you haven't had much to eat yet. Oh, wow. Let's go. That was some nice foley, Gary. <laughs> 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 All right. How long do you travel for? What time is it right now? The sun is... Is up, but it's on its way down. Uh, I'm gonna travel until a, a decent nighttime, so not not very long. Okay, you managed to put a good couple of hours of distance between you and the healing temple. As you make your way further out, you continue to follow the more sparsely placed road signs as you find them, and you venture toward the region of Heartland. The jagged peaks smooth out into much longer trails that are slowly but steadily inclining as you get a clearer view of the vast valleys below, all orange and reds as leaves remain on naught but the most resilient of trees. Eventually, you come to a small pond beneath the cover of some pine trees and decide to rest for the night. You dismount, and Grizabeth helps you set up camp as she snuggles up with Calvin, trying to keep warm. As uh, snow has begun to fall somewhat more steadily, it's still relatively light, and the pine tree that you're under seems to give you some decent cover, but it is definitely getting colder up here, uh, to the point where you see this possibly being an issue in the coming week or so. 
as you are tucking in, Calvin looks in and he goes, Daddy, will you tell me a bedtime story? Um, oh, oh, okay. Uh, so, <clears throat> there was, um, did I, t- did I tell you a story before? Yeah. What was that last one about? son to sleep <laughs> <laughs> oh I got it and he's sleeping <laughs> oh shit <laughs> there w- okay well you know the story of Jeremiah right yeah you want me to tell you that story yeah okay in a land far far away there was a beautiful land and a beautiful kingdom called High Claw. And there were three adventurers Yagen, Jeremiah, Rihanna. I think that's all of them. <laughs> and, and then. And the story <laughs> continues for 18 hours. <laughs> and they stabbed it with a fork and it shattered, and Malachi. Died. At this point, both Calvin and Grizabeth have fallen asleep <laughs> as you've recounted the now classic tale of deliverance. Um, <laughs> so, you going to sleep for the night? Yeah, bear. Uh, yeah. Let me put a bonfire. Okay. Yeah, you make a little bonfire. You snuggle up. You may take a long rest. Then, you awake in immense pain. Screaming. You feel as if your limbs are being torn apart over and over again. Your eyes peel open and you find yourself in a swirling mass of colored lights, as if being carried along a too strong current in a river in which you have no sense of orientation. But you feel yourself changing directions, as if the river of light wants to take you one way, but something is tethering you and pulling you in another. Fulmar, you look around frantically for... What was her name again? Grizabeth. You look for your wife, Grizabeth, still pregnant with your unborn and unnamed son. Perhaps he's here too, but you can't see them. Gary, as far as you know, this is sensory hell as you see these wisps of light flying around you. Roll a wisdom saving throw. Nine. You fail to orient yourself in this whirlwind of energy. You toss and turn at a total loss and wish desperately for this to end. Then, you see one of the millions of other wisps of light and energy flying around you comes flying straight into you. A bright flash of light as it crashes into you and you find yourself in a different place. You're sneaking into the Hag Raven camp and you see her there ahead of you. Sophia. 
She's tied up and caged in preparation for the ritual. You know what's going to happen here. But you also know that you've killed all but the lead Hagraven as she skulks about. You round a corner. Voltamar, roll an attack. 16. You hide behind one of the other empty cages in the area as the Hagraven skulks about and she goes, Where are you? <laughs> you climb up atop the cage and as you make it to the top, you hear a rustling of the metal as you ready wave breaker. The Hagraven looks up and says, There you are! She casts a witch bolt onto you, hitting you. You take 14 points of damage, a not insignificant hit as you're already bleeding, having battled the many lesser ravens. But you bring Wavebreaker down onto the Hag Raven. And you see that magical burst of thunder energy reverberate from through her as her body just splits apart under the massive weight of the club. And you run to the goblin locked in the cage. Sophia. Then you flash back. You're still swirling in this river. Please give me another wisdom saving throw. Five. Okay, you are still disoriented. All you can see is that you are this... There's all these lights and energies kind of flying around you, and you gather that you are basically one of these beings being tossed around. And that little piece of energy that seems to have flown into you, it seems to have, like, melted into you, and you've you've almost, like, grown, like you've absorbed it. And as you continue to toss and turn, you see another one come crashing into you. A big flash of light again, and you find yourself in your house. Mia. Your husband, Miles, has just had his throat slit in the other room. You run to your son, Thomas, and hide him under the bed. As you do so, you know what's coming for you. What do you say to him? Just don't be a stupid baby bitch, Thomas. Everything will be fine. Also, Gary's a good guy, so don't be a dick. You try to say that, but you say, I love you, Thomas. I love you so much. <laughs> you just stay here. You Be good. Thomas. And you run out the door, locking it shut behind you. In front of you, you see a massive bone devil, scary and curled, crawling on a wall, her fingers still dripping with the blood from Miles's body as you ready a shadow blade. Flash. You find yourself again in the swirling river of light. Roll a wisdom saving throw. Seven. <laughs> Okay, you continue tossing and turning, you can't really make out anything, and you start to see each of the lights has a different kind of quality to it, like it, it's a slightly different color, like a, like picking a color off a color wheel. They seem to be shaped by different innate qualities, but they all seem to share one single essence. You're not quite sure what it is, but they all share something in common. And in this river, you see these swirling black balls of... You don't know what to call it, other than perhaps corruption, as another swirling light smashes into you. The light flashes. You are running down this cavern. The dogs are on your trail, and the band of adventurers are closing in on you. You, Oman, and Teresa are the only ones left. Teresa runs with a hitch in her step. You know that trying to keep her with you is going to slow you down. And as much as it pains you, you know that there's only one way out of this. What do you do? Uh, do I have a weapon? You have a weapon. You are also a spellcaster. Okay. Well, 
I give Teresa my weapon. Okay, you toss her your dagger. As you guys are running down this cavern, the dogs are maybe 15 feet behind you. You're going at full speed, and they're gaining on you. What kind of spells do I have? You have Witch Bolt, you have Magic Missile, you also have an Arcane Gate. Yeah, let's use the Arcane Gate on all of us. Okay, so Gary, you feel the need to cast this Arcane Gate ahead of you. As the human adventurers gain on you, you shove Oman through, and then Ostrogon. You look at Teresa, put a dagger in her hand, and you say, I'm sorry as you push her back and then jump backwards into the portal yourself, buying you and Oman a little more time. Flash of light. Roll another wisdom saving throw for me. As these lights continue to crash into you, you see yourself amalgamating them. They are like little grains of sand, whereas you are like a snowball. But as they kind of attach to you, you feel them becoming a part of you. What'd you get? 12. Finally. Gary, <laughs> you actually awaken with a scream. Ah! You are in a cold sweat. The stars of the vast space above Ulmerissia shine above you in the twilight hours of the morning, and you feel a cold chill as some snow has fallen on you from the pine tree above. <sighs> but your scream is hoarse, almost hushed. <sighs> Grizabeth awakens. Oh my god! Gary, what happened? Oh no. What? It's getting worse. What is it? She takes your hand in hers, and you look down at the hardened skin of your hand, and you see it has fully changed shape into a deformed black clawed fist with long, sharp fingers. Furthermore, your grayish-green skin has tilted heavily toward the gray. Your upper arm has begun to take on that black, translucent quality, and you feel the skin along your four limbs and neck have begun to grow tougher. Uh, I see now. <clears throat> Daddy? What happened? Do you have a nightmare? Yeah. God, what happened to Dad, your skin? Daddy's just getting really sick. <clears throat> Do you need a tea? Sure. He pulls out like a little sippy cup that Grizabeth filled with the tea from the temple and he gives it to you. <laughs> and I take it in my clawed hand and I sip. You sip it and it doesn't do much for you, but it tastes really, really good. And you feel that it actually soothes your vocal cords just a little bit. Gary, you now have a, uh, a couple of different modifiers to your stats. Add one to your AC. Your deck score is lowered by one, and your constitution is raised by one. And your armor class has gone up by one just naturally. You have you have an innately uh, tougher hide. Okay. Furthermore, whenever you make an unarmed attack with your clawed hand, instead of the damage being one plus your strength modifier, you get to roll a d8 plus your strength modifier. Calvin looks at you and he says, Do you... Are you going to be okay, Daddy? Yeah, Daddy just needs to get a little better first. And then... And and hopefully then this will stop. I'm just... Daddy's just sick right now. 
You stare into the eyes of this concerned goblin child, hugging you with watery eyes. You know him. That's your son. You raised him. You remember him. But right now, you can't remember his name. Uh, what was the game? What was the name you chose for our game again? Jeremiah? Jeremiah. My sweet baby. And he pats his head. Boom, boom. Yeah. Okay. You, yeah, you, you remember everything about Calvin. You remember that. And now you remember that his name is Jeremiah. And you know that's a fake name. But you cannot recall the name Calvin to save your life right now. Ah. Uh, sweetheart, it's getting worse. I can tell, Gary. Gary, I'm worried. Uh, how much farther till we can get to the Sunder, huh? Have to keep looking, but sweetheart, listen. If uh, I'm starting to forget things, and I'm really scared, that I'm not gonna have the brain I had before. Gary, what are you saying? And you might get hurt. No, you couldn't hurt us, Gary. I, uh, you don't have it in you. <laughs> Well, Gary doesn't, but maybe the other guy does. <laughs> Gary, we're going to be okay. We're going to get you help, okay? Okay. Okay. But we got to move. We Maybe we should, uh, maybe we should make less stops, rest less often or something. Uh, or maybe we should make more stops. Maybe we need to be going to bigger cities, Gary. More north. All right. Sweetheart, baby, take, take these in case I, I do something bad. Now I'm giving her the green and purple potions from Ostrogon. If I lose control. Take the potions, run away. But if I don't lose control, I'll need the potions. So I'll have them just in case. Okay, Gary. We're not leaving you, honey. I don't want to leave you either. I love you, guys. I love you too, Mr. Globamy. And uh, Calvin hugs like your thigh. I love you, Daddy. We're going to make you feel better, and then you're going to grow up a big and strong. That's right. Okay. Can you teach me how to ride the horse? Uh. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. Ah, uh, you go up first, and I pick up Calvin. I put him in the front of. The, the front of the back of the horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And then I will, like, sit behind him, and Grizzabeth will sit behind me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Take this. And I hand him the reins. Okay. He takes them in his little hands. He kind of, like, you still kind of need to hold them, but it's like a, he's also holding them. He's, like, mimicking your movements. Well, one hand I'll hold it, and the other hand I'm trying to keep him from falling off because his foot don't fit in the stirrups. Okay. 
go like this and i motion to like to like crack the reins like mm -hmm. yeah and he does it as best he can and meg kind of like looks up confused she goes eh? and then you say yeah ah! scary <coughs> say yeah yeah uh meg goes bah! and uh begins trotting <laughs> off Is the halftime ad with Nikki B? Huh. Is that a listener? Why, it's been eons since someone dropped by for a. Get this beard off! A Gary Mogmile episode! What's up, kiddos? Papa Mogmile is in the house. I know you missed me, it's okay, but let me tell you a little secret. Come here. Closer. You don't need to wait so long to hear Nicholas Nicholas in action. I know, I know. In fact, while you're waiting for these sweet, sweet Gary episodes, you can hear me and the rest of the Drimbus crew causing chaos in our patron-only bonus series, Back to Basics, DM'd by Michael Pisani. And you walk in, and they don't really pay you much attention because you've walked in quite sneakily, and they're in the midst of a heated discussion. And you hear Yemik say, Now, I just... I just want to say that I, as deputy, and I've, I've conferred with my colleagues here, and we all think, Clark that you haven't been very fair in the treatment of us, and we are forming a union. And you two, I think that both of you should join us, as he points to the two goblins that flank Clark on either side. But these two goblins kind of know better than to question Clark, having seen most of his dealings firsthand. And Clark kind of just goes, Oh, 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 oh. You so think you so smart, do you, Yimik? You so think you gonna beat Big Clog? You can't beat Big Clog. Clog is smart. He controls the distribution. And he will crush those who rise in their place. Well, I just, I don't think it's fair. And if you won't listen to our words, maybe you'll listen to our blades. As Yemik draws his weapon, and the rest kind of look at him like shocked, like they didn't think this was going to happen. And they all kind of very tentatively like put their hands on their scimitars, but they're not quite committed to drawing them yet. And Yemik kind of looks at all of them, and then Clark says, You so thought you could make these puny goblins follow you. Oh, 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 oh. Summer casts animal friendship on Ripper. What? <laughs> Summer casts animal friendship on Ripper. Okay. Tell me what that looks like and uh, roll the 
roll that for me. What is Ripper's intelligence score? It's gonna be the same as the other wolves. Marvelous. Roll a wisdom saving throw. Okay. My wisdom saving throw is a 16. <laughs> we got any bards? <laughs> All right, well. Doesn't that sound like a grand old time? Well, then what are you waiting for? Get off your ass. Oh, don't. I guess you can just use your phone or whatever, but uh, go to patreon.com slash Drimbus to get back to basics along with our massive catalog of bonus content and other perks like exclusive merch, the Discord, a uh, chance to play in games with us. Oh, and also you get to hang out with these cool folks. Jerry Benetados, Queso Loco, Victoria Madrid, Greta Benier, Alejandro Lopez, Ace Andrews, Thomas Murphy, Emrys Craig, Regina Russell, Morgan Holly, Salty, Adrian Bunny, Sam Olivos, Jordan Cobb, The Unnamed Rogue, John Gillette, Chloe G, Conair on DVD, NB Stars, DVB Keys, Doubtful Guests, Michael Richters, Davis Walden, Denny Dewdrop, Myth Mouse, Will Woodwall, Callie Wolf, Brandon M. Bishop, Bridge, Punky Goat, Twiglets. Okay, Daddy Mark Bile is waiting for you. Get the frick in there. I was a little aggressive. I'm sorry. I'm just ex I'm so excited. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey everyone, it is your friendly neighborhood GM, John Carlo Herrera here. And today I wanted to tell you about an awesome show called Looters. It is an actual play podcast where a hilarious cast of friends go on dramatic, action-packed, sci-fi western adventures in a universe full of different factions vying for control over the Outer Rims. I love a good sci-fi western mix, the cast is so much fun to listen to, and it's played on the Stars Without Number game system, which is really fun to hear in audio. I really think listeners of Drimbus would enjoy it, so, please... Check out this trailer, and if it intrigues you, go check them out at looterspodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, enjoy. Hey, we're the Looters. Hey, what's up? Looters is a sci-fi western actual play podcast using the Stars Without Number system. We're a group of friends getting into trouble all over the universe. So come with us if you're into adventure. A rocket flies out of one of these ships far behind you and crashes into the wall and blows up. There's rockets? It's Mario Kart. Crazy. Intrigue. Can I hack into the body and maybe see if they have like a memory data bank in their brain or some shit like that that I can access? That'll literally. <laughs> Devastating physical injury. <laughs> Just uh, take cover. Okay. She's, she's a good pilot, everyone. <laughs> she's very good. And friendship. New episodes of Looters out every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Gary, you travel for the next, let's say, two days or so. Relatively fine. Please roll a D100 for me. It was fun. I never did this before. <laughs> 
You travel for the next day relatively fine. Uh, you push yourself a little harder than you have in the past with Grizabeth encouraging you. She asks you to, you know, try and make some better time. You guys are pushing Meg pretty hard. Eventually, you guys do stop and rest on the 27th. On the about mid-afternoon of the 28th, you've been riding for most of the day. Calvin has been complaining for the last few hours that he's pretty hungry. But you guys have yet to stop. And as you're following along, you're venturing deeper into the heartland. You, if you had to guess, you would say that you're in the region at this point. Maybe still, you know, in the lower half of it, but you've, you're definitely here. You're on one of the roads going up. Imagine almost like the Appalachian Trail, like it's that kind of thing where you're on a mountain, but it's not like a straight hike. It's not like you're climbing a spire. It is just a very slow and constant incline that you've been riding for hours. And as you do so, you see one orc. And the orc is decked in this kind of like really shitty, like makeshift plate mail armor. It's holding a heavy crossbow in its right hand and this scimitar in its left hand. And it's pointing it at this hooded figure that is laying on the ground going, please, sir, I don't want any trouble. And he goes, you're going to give me all your food, all of your gold. And then you're going to take me back to wherever you came from. It does not seem that either of these figures have noticed you just yet. Daddy! Daddy! Is that a bad guy? Stay quiet. Bad guy ahead. Okay. Daddy's gonna figure out what's going on. You two stays here. Okay. And then I get off and I'm gonna sneak up within range, but I'm actually gonna let them... I'm gonna try and hear more of what's going on. Okay, roll a stealth check for me. <laughs> uh, ten. Oof, okay. So describe to me how you're sneaking up on them. He was just kind of duck walking up to them. Like, if yeah. are they like on the incline? Yeah, yeah. So th- the thing is, they're actually, it's almost like a road. Like, they're basically straight ahead of you. They're a little bit higher elevated than you are. But the thing is, you're coming out of like a very heavily wooded part of the path. Um, so that's why it kind of like, they just haven't paid attention to you yet. Cause it's not like you're out in the open. Uh, but if they were to like get up and look in your direction, they would surely see you. Yeah. He, he just duck walked, like hugging the trees kind of. Yeah. So you begin walking and you hear him saying, please, sir, that's, it's all I have. You've got it. And he goes, bullshit. I know you came from somewhere and we're getting real hungry. And he shakes a... You see there's like a deer that he uh, that the orc has in his hand. And he goes, Well, I could just kill you and eat you. And he goes, Please, sir, I, I, I'll, I'll help you hunt. I'll, I'll do whatever you want. And as you're getting closer, you step on a leaf that has fallen. And you see the hooded figure that is on his back on the ground turns to look at you. And as he does... The hood kind of falls away, and you see this goblin with long, dark, curly hair about shoulder length. <laughs> the orc goes, what? And turns around and he goes, oh, is this your little friend? And begins to charge towards you. Roll for initiative. 22. Gary, you're up first. So the orc charges at Gary, and Gary's going to pull out the scimitar and cut at 
the kneecaps. Okay. Because he's low. Yeah. <laughs> he's lower to the ground. Okay, roll that. A 19. That hits. Roll for damage. And that is uh, 10 damage. Okay. You slash at the orc's kneecaps and just fucking tear through them. He, like, falls to his knees. <laughs> Uh, uh, he's bleeding and just like clearly not expecting that hit. That won't even hit anyway. That's a 11. Okay, you go to slash at the orc's neck and he just barely kind of like moves out of the way and then is going to return the favor with a scimitar swipe. Holy shit, critical failure. <laughs> he does 13 points of damage to himself. As How much? 13. <laughs> as he goes to swipe at you, but like he winds back too far. And as he does, he feels the pain of like his knees that he's sitting on that have been slashed. Uh, and he jerks forward and he lodges the scimitar into the back of his own head. <laughs> <laughs> and falls over dead. Are you okay? <laughs> I... What, what man of beast are you? I am a goblin inflicted with an illness. Good lord, man. Thank you for your help. I didn't think I was going to get out of that one. What happened? Just a bandit. I was out hunting. Hunting? Yes. Food? Yes. That venison over there. And he gestures to the deer. Take your food. If you don't mind my asking, what what illness afflicts you? I have another soul in mine, in my body. I am mm. looking for shaman or someone who can get the soul out of me. Hmm. I'm afraid I don't know anyone like that. Um, the name, and he gets up off the ground finally, and he uh, he goes to shake your hand and he says, "Hello, uh, my name is Strong Hellman." Careful not to shake. I am sharp hands now. I see. He looks at your right hand, which is sharpened into the claws, and then he looks at your left hand, which is still mostly hand-like, and so he shakes your left hand instead, <laughs> and he goes, "Well." I owe you my life, and it's quite, getting quite cold. Is that your family over there? Yes, they're mine. They're normal. I'm not. Can I offer you anything as thanks? Just need to know where, where's I can get better. I'm not aware of much. I'll admit our, um... Our little village has been rather put out lately, but if you want to travel with me, I don't know which way you're headed, but we're located about a day's ride north. Yes, north is good. All right. can give you some shelter for the night. Here, pack up. What was your name again? Ray. All right. Pleasure to meet you, Ray. Strunk. Yes. Hellman. Yes. Ray G. Globamy. Lovely name. <laughs> Daddy, can we come home now? Come. 
Calvin is still at the reins. Grizzabeth is the one driving, but like he's trying his best. And Grizzabeth goes, wow, get Ray. That was something rather brutal, if you're being honest. Yeah, Daddy, that was pretty crazy. You like, uh, you like defeating him super easy. <laughs> I didn't want to do that, but he wanted to kill me. I'm glad that he, he did not kill you, Dad. Same here. Did you rescue this guy? He was looking for food. I'm so hungry. He's offering shelter for now. He also is traveling up so we can go with. We have little ones back at the encampment. Perhaps it would be good uh, socialization for... Uh, sorry, what was your name? Young lad? Jeremiah. Perhaps young Jeremiah would like to spend the night with others his age. Um, I am scared to stay there. I, my illness for one is going up. So if no one can cure, maybe I can't stay. Hmm. Well, everyone needs to rest at some point. Yes, but I think I am being followed. I see. By whom? There was a creature attacked my family. It is humanoid, but shadow and invincible. Maybe... Did it kill with looks? It hurt my son with a glare. I'm afraid we've run into a similar problem. There's more than one. Unless yours traveled from about a day's ride north to wherever you were, then yes, I suppose so. Considering it's still there. How do you stop them? We don't know. Uh, Perhaps let's start moving. I'll tell you on the way. Okay. Uh, one first thing first. Gary's gonna search the body of the orc he killed. Okay. <laughs> you search it, you find the crossbow with about 10 bolts. You find the scimitar. And then you find about 10 gold. Raiders. Makes me sick. He wanted to eat you. Yes, it's, um... Well, it's rough out here when you don't have funds, and some people turn to the worst possible means. Angelina. Yeah, Ray? How good are you? Uh, since school, archery. No, I haven't fired a bow in ages, but I'd love to pick it back up again. It's not exactly a bow. But same difference. And he answered the crossbow with ten bolts. Well, he's not using it. Do you have a bow for hunting, Strunk? Yes. Okay. Good. Now we go. All right. And as you mount up, you see Strunk wild shapes. And he turns into an eagle. 
the Hast's eagle, one of the largest eagles to ever exist. So he takes the deer in one claw and his bow and arrow in the other, and he begins to fly alongside you as you travel. And as you're flying, he communicates to you and he says, well, I don't know where this thing came from for you, but you see, we're from a small village. It's called Ogle's Fort. It's an abandoned fort that has since been repurposed a couple of times. Um, for the last few years, my tribe and I, we live there. We are a seamster village, if you will. We have a textile mill there. Or, well, had. You see, my... My siblings. And he looks, like, straightforward. Like, he stops looking at you. He goes, They were slain when the creature arrived. Didn't even stand a chance. Just instant. And, well, the rest of us, we all managed to flee... Uh, that is, all of us except one. Uh, Barnabas. Barnabas is possibly still in there somewhere. We're not quite sure. He's an old-timer, skilled tailor. And, well, uh, we don't quite want to abandon him. But we also don't know if he's alive or dead. And, to be quite honest, none of us have the firepower to, well, take this thing on. After it pillaged and slew Rector and Tartar, it just kind of sat there at the entrance. It looks like it, maybe it's asleep, maybe it's dead, we don't know, it's just sitting there. Gary looks at him for a while, and then he goes, You gotta teach me how to do that. <laughs> he laughs, but it sounds like an eagle, like squat, like screeches. <laughs> how are you? Yeah. How did you? Why are you eagle? I'm a druid. Oh, I began studying conjuration from a friend. Well, I suppose. With the right instruction, anyone could really learn how to do what I do. It does tend to be more of a, uh, an innate ability, but you can do anything you set your mind to. Isn't that right, Jeremiah? Yeah! Daddy, I want to turn into a chicken. <laughs> Calvin, chicken is weak. You want to be a big bird like Can that. Can I be a mammoth? Yes. Okay. With wings. Whoa. Maybe. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Imagination is important. That's why I like to draw. Oh, yeah. Do you want to draw now? No, it's okay. I like being on the adventure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I, I, I can't... I can't kill the shadow. I don't know what to do. I wouldn't expect you to. In fact, you don't do me anything at this point. You've already done so much for me. Although I would be remiss if I said that. You're clearly skilled. If you were interested in helping Barnabas. Yeah, like I said, he's very skilled. He can even do basic enchantments for clothing. I don't know if we even have the supplies to make anything for you, but I promise you anyone in the town would offer you whatever we have. If you could at least confirm if he was alive or dead. That said, 
It's very obviously a uh, perilous situation. I don't think we can kill that thing. Or if we can, I don't know how. We've considered a recon mission, but it seems too risky. Literally just being near the thing is dangerous, so... Just something for you to ponder as we head back. If not, you're welcome to rest, eat with us, and uh, you can head on your way, all right? Oh, so you are paying people to confirm if he's dead? We're not paying people, it's just us in the village, and... But uh, you're the first skilled and, let's be honest, friendly adventurer I've come across in a second, so... I just figured I'd extend the offer in case you were braver than I was. Maybe, but I am scared I will not be friendly for long. I understand. It's not your burden to bear. I just ask that you think about it. When we get there, rest, recover, and you can let us know your decision. Okay. All right. Daddy? Yes? You're gonna be a hero. Oh. Could I get a, a, a dad action figure? Jeremiah, I want action figure of you. Oh, me? If you find one. I didn't even do anything. You give me And you ride on. This has been Your Honor. Your Honor features the vocal talents of Nicholas Benetados as Gary Mogbile. The rest of the world is voiced by your DM. Giancarlo Herrera. This episode was edited and sound designed by Giancarlo Herrera. If you'd like to support the show, consider checking out the links in the show notes, or go to patreon.com slash drimmers. Our patrons get access to exclusive perks like our after-the-show show after the drimmers, free exclusive merch, bonus series, and the chance to create items for the show or have NPCs named after you. Oh, and don't forget to tweet using hashtag Drimbus to be entered to win a free Dungeons & Drimbus sticker. Thank you so much for listening, and I do declare, I'll see you all next week. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. You start with your own breathing. Match the rhythm of the breeze that carves the canopy, the birds and bugs chirping in set intervals. Feel the subtle pulse rising up from the ground beneath you. To wander is to dance with the forest. But the forest isn't just the partner. She's the music 
the style. She's the rhythm. She's the set of ancient steps and movements that have been passed down from one dancer to another. She teaches you to dance the dance she invented to the music she's singing in a tonal system she thought up one night as it pleased her. You breathe, and you listen, and you wait for your place. Your first step, the call to... Fairy Folktale Podcast from T.H. Ponders, a member of the Fable and Folly Network. Listen to the show by searching for The Wanderer in Apple Podcasts or by visiting www.callofthewander.com.